What if there was a different way to live and work? Beyond the hustle and hype. Beyond the never-ending race to get more, do more, be more. A way that's grounded, intuitive, intentional, and in line with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Wellpreneur with me, your host, Amanda Cook. Together, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. I invite you to plant your feet on the earth, slow down, tune in, and get ready to create a life of meaning and magic. Hello, hello, Wellpreneurs, and welcome back to the first episode of season four of the Wellpreneur podcast. I hope you've had a nice podcast break and a time to catch up on some of the couple hundred other episodes that have come out in the Wellpreneur podcast that you might not be up to date on. I'm sure there's a couple you've missed. So hopefully you've had a nice break and a chance to catch up. Now, I know there's a lot of new listeners out there because, and maybe you don't know this, because the Wellpreneur podcast is now available in a few different locations. And I'm especially excited to say that it is available on Spotify. How awesome is that? So you can listen to the podcast right within Spotify and also set up the podcast. So now it's available through Amazon Alexa and also through the Google Assistant. So I don't have one of those little home speakers, but if you do, I think you can just ask it to play the Wellprinter podcast and it will, which is totally amazing. So if you do that, let me know how it goes because I don't have one, so I haven't been able to try it myself. Now, as we're kicking off a new season, I also just want to make sure you're fully connected to the Wellpreneur community because yes, the podcast is you know, a huge part of how we interact with each other. But it's more me talking to you, bringing you inspiring guests and successful wellpreneurs and sharing my own experiences. But it's better if it's a two-way conversation. And so the conversation happens over on Facebook in our Facebook group. It's called the Wellpreneur Community Group. We've crossed the 4,000 listener mark that is in participating in the Facebook community. And I know there's way more of you than just 4,000 who listen to the podcast. So that means there's a good chance that may, you might not be in the podcast community yet. So come over onto Facebook, look for the Wellpreneur Community Group. You'll just need to answer a couple questions to get in. And it's awesome. We're talking about each week's episodes. You can ask questions. If you go through my book, Wellpreneur, or work through Marketing Bootcamp, you can post what you're working on and get feedback and ideas. And it's a total promo-free zone, which I really like because I get a bit annoyed at Facebook groups that are too promotional and when it feels like everybody has an agenda. So in our group, we only allow promotions one day a week on Wednesdays. And the rest of the time, we're just helping each other. And I pop in there too. So I would love to see you over there. The other thing is I send out Wellpreneur weekly emails. They're almost weekly. Sometimes I miss a week here and there, but in those emails, I round up what's been going on with me, the best conversations happening in the Facebook group, which is kind of like a nice curated way just to get the highlights. And I also share like what you could read and listen to each week, plus events coming up and the thought of the week. So I'd love it if you participate and jump onto my email list to get the Wellpreneur weeklies. You can sign up for that at wellpreneuronline.com. Anyway, I can't believe we're back with season four. This podcast has just really turned into such a community and such a movement and has been inspiring to so many people, which I kind of forget sometimes. You know, I'm sitting here in my apartment in London recording this. And sometimes I feel like, well, I'm just talking to myself. Well, I am talking to myself. I'm talking to my vanilla sugar hand cream and the wall right now as I talk to you. 
And sometimes it's easy to forget like how much this can actually impact your life. I had an experience recently, just a couple of weeks ago, where I spoke at a conference here in the UK. There was the first ever UK Health Coaches Association conference, and I was invited to be a speaker there, which was really so wonderful. I came away from that day just super inspired and feeling connected and really with a new new energy for my work. So if you're in the UK, definitely check out the UK Health Coaching Association. They're a fantastic organization really trying to establish health coaching as a real valid profession here in the UK who can partner with doctors and, you know, gets a lot more credibility as a title of being a health coach. So you should definitely check that out. But I was at that conference and I rarely go out to do conferences. As you know, I run my business totally online. I love to travel Um, and be location independent, but I'm kind of resistant to go to a lot of speaking events, which is crazy because I love public speaking. So being at that event, it really gave me a chance to meet a lot of you. I met a lot of listeners. Um, I brought a stack of books to sign and sell, which sold out, which felt really good. I had a super geeky business moment where I bought my first pull-up banner ever, one of the, you know, that you display at a conference. So I used to use those in my corporate job. And so when I agreed to speak at this conference, I thought, well, let me just see if I could get a pull-up banner. And I got one and that was amazing. So I was quite proud of my little pull-up banner. But really what was most exciting for me was just getting to hang out with other Wellpreneurs and to really hear the impact that this podcast and the interviews and my book and my work has made. Because like I said, we can really forget, you know, as we're just working on our own thing in our own little bubble. And so it's always worthwhile to get out and meet your people. And beyond that, it's beneficial to get out and meet your peers, right? So to be in a room of 120 health coaches was so inspiring and motivating. So I really encourage you, you know, as much as I love online business, I'm totally an advocate of you can do everything online and you can be location independent. Um, That's totally my thing. But Getting out in person and really connecting with people makes a huge difference. So I definitely encourage you to do that. And I'm going to try to take my own advice and do quite a few more events and happenings coming up in 2019. Most of the events that I'm doing, I email out about through to the people on my email list. But just so you know, if you are in the UK, I'm teaching some seasonal natural beauty workshops at Trill Farm that are just going to be Oh, they're so much fun. I used to do these before I moved to Hong Kong and they're so deeply nourishing and creative and fun. Trill Farm is this gorgeous organic farm in Axminster and we get to spend the entire day there foraging in the hedgerows and their gorgeous herb garden and then turning those natural wild ingredients into beauty products and medicines and remedies. And plus, then we get an, a fabulous organic lunch there. And it's just a day, to, a, a day away to learn and connect and hang out with me. So I would love it if some of my podcast listeners were there. You can find out about that. You can just contact me or it's on their website at Trill Farm. You can Google them. I'm also teaching at a retreat in Mexico in January 2019. It's called the Magic Maker Retreat. And if you're interested in learning more about that, just shoot me an email. You can contact me through my website or ask in the Facebook group. Because again, I'd love to get some podcast listeners there. That would be so awesome. I'm really feeling like, let's just keep this connection thing going. And it's a good excuse you know, since I love to travel and a lot of you love to travel, let's let's go travel and meet up places, right? The other thing I've been doing, which has no relation to anything, but I've been finding really therapeutic is massively decluttering. So since we came back from Hong Kong, I just felt like I have so much stuff 
And I really want to have an environment that is spacious and creative, and especially that feels aligned with me now. When I came back from Hong Kong, it felt like every box I opened up was a time capsule from two years ago. And it was just, you know, the clothes I used to wear and the things I used to like. And I'd really shifted and evolved and grown as a person during that experience. So I'm in the process of decluttering. And something I've been talking about on my Instagram that I found really helpful is something called Project 333, which was initially started by Courtney Carver of Be More With Less. And the idea is that you pick 33 items of clothing to wear for three months. So I've just done that. I've gone through my entire wardrobe. I've picked out, I actually ended up with like 40 items and put them in two drawers. And that's all I'm going to wear through the end of the year, which is crazy. And everything else I packed up into boxes and put away. So we're going to see how that goes. But already it's been really a revelation. So much easier to get dressed in the morning. I have so much more space in my closet, which now I can use for storage for other things. Probably the idea is I should just empty out my closet, but whatever. Right now that's um, opened up for more storage and that feels really good. So I'm talking about that mainly on my personal Instagram, which is amandacook.me. And if you're into like decluttering and, and you want to try that experiment with me, come over and connect with me there. Oh my gosh, so many ways to connect, right? But I just felt like at the beginning of the season, I really wanted to reset our community and talk about all the ways that we can connect with each other. So we're more than just this podcast, right? We're a big community of wellpreneurs making a difference. And I love it. I'm so excited you guys are here. Okay, so what I wanted to do today is to kick off this season with a version of the talk that I gave at the Health Coaching Association conference. My talk was about creating freedom and flexibility in your wellness business, and it really seemed to hit a nerve with people. It really resonated. I'm all about freedom and flexibility, and that's intentionally how I've designed my business and my life. And so sharing some of those techniques and ways to think about freedom and flexibility seem to really make an impact on people. So I wanted to kick off the season four of the podcast with bringing you some ways that you can think about building more freedom and flexibility into your own business and life. Freedom and flexibility. When I talk to wellness entrepreneurs about why they're starting their own business, there's usually three reasons that come up passion, freedom, and flexibility. So passion, I'm not going to talk about today because the fact that you're listening to this podcast, that you've decided to work in wellness, I'm guessing that means that you're passionate about health and wellness. So that one you've got taken care of to a certain extent. But freedom and flexibility are big drivers for why you might have decided to start your own business instead of, for example, going to be an employee at a wellness clinic or work in some other capacity as an employee, right? Um, A lot of people start their own business because they want this idea of freedom and flexibility. But what I found is that there's a lot of misconceptions around how to have freedom and flexibility. And a lot of people seem to think that it's something that comes later. So first you need to be successful and then you can have freedom and flexibility. And what I wanna talk to you about today is that actually that is a false belief. And by doing that, you're just delaying the time before which you can have freedom and flexibility. So having freedom in your business and your life is not something that somebody comes and just gives to you. You know, it's not like, oh, good job. You finally filled up your one-on-one coaching practice. Now here's a whole bunch of freedom, right? How many people do you know that run successful businesses that actually have less time than ever because they're just totally booked up, right? They don't have any freedom and flexibility. So it's not something that's just given to you. It's not something that you have to earn. 
actually freedom and flexibility are a conscious choice and you need to design it when you're designing your business and your life. It's a conscious effort of creation to bring more freedom and flexibility into your life and your business. So I can't give you specific like, oh, here's your plan to go from step one to 10. And by the end, you're going to have freedom and flexibility. It doesn't work that way because freedom and flexibility are different for every person. And we'll talk about that. But what I want to do today is shift the way that you perceive freedom and flexibility. So shift your mindset around it and give you some guideposts for how you can start making decisions to bring in more freedom and flexibility. But let's start off by talking about what do freedom and flexibility actually look like? Now, if you're on Facebook and you've been identified as somebody that is an entrepreneur or wants to work in wellness, you've probably seen lots of advertising telling you what freedom and flexibility is supposed to look like. It's supposed to look like you on a beach holding a green smoothie, taking selfies of yourself, right? And to show how fabulous your lifestyle is. It's like you standing beside a fancy car or in a private jet as you jet off around the world. And everyone's favorite one, it looks like you sitting on a beach with your laptop where you just work two hours a day in a gorgeous location and hang out on the beach all day. Now, this one really gets me because I don't know about you, but have you ever actually tried to work on the beach? It is a complete nightmare and it's not my idea of freedom and flexibility. There's so much glare, like you can't see the computer screen. You're totally stressed out about getting sand in your expensive equipment. And you can't leave your computer to go in the water because it might get stolen. And anyway, you can't even focus on your work or on the beach because you're too distracted. Like you, you can't enjoy where you are. So to me, this is like a false aspiration. And to be honest, for a lot of people's lives, that's not even what they want. You know, they don't want to go take off and go sit on a beach all the time. Or maybe you do. And in that case, what I found is a better solution is go work from that place, do a couple of hours of work in a co-working space or in a cafe, and then put your work away and go hang out on the beach. That for me is a much better expectation than, oh, let me sit with my phone and my laptop right on the beach. Horrible. And anyway, this type of advertising really turns me off from online marketing and online businesses in general. It really bugs me when I see all these like guru teachers talking about, well, you just follow this formula and then you too can work on the beach or you too can be in this private jet. It's really gross. And I don't know, it's just totally unaligned with what I believe about business and what I found true about creating a business that is location independent and that is built around freedom. I know a lot of location independent entrepreneurs now, and I don't really think any of them fly private jets. But they do live fabulous lives living wherever they want all over the world. And a big secret of that is it's really cheap to live in places outside of America and Western Europe. Hint, hint. That's part of the reason that they can have these types of lifestyles. Okay, that's a bit off track. But I'm just saying that these types of visions of what freedom and flexibility are aren't totally accurate. And it might not even be what you want. So it's really important. The first step to having more freedom and flexibility is to know what freedom and flexibility means for you. So let me start by painting you the picture of what freedom and flexibility looks like for me. Now, the circumstances of our lives are going to shape what freedom and flexibility mean to each of us. So for me, I'm married, my husband has a corporate job, and we do not have children. So I have different circumstances than you might in your life, right? So for me, one of the big drivers, one of the big goals of freedom and flexibility is location independence. 
both my husband and I love to travel. And I was really clear ever since the very beginning that I was going to have a completely online location independent business. And because of that, I've actually passed over opportunities that could have grown my business faster. You know, I didn't do a lot of stuff in person that can actually grow your business much more quickly. And I've had people tell me I'm crazy for not doing certain strategies, but that's because I knew for me, I wanted to be location independent. And so I made those business decisions accordingly so I could have that. I was able to really put this to the test two years ago when my husband got the opportunity to move to Hong Kong for his job to open up an office there. And we jumped at the chance because I can work from anywhere. So that was the first time that I really was able to test, you know, can I really run my business on a long-term basis from someplace else? And the answer was yes. And not only could I run it, but it grew. And that felt really good. While I was there, I also had the freedom and flexibility to pursue my other passions, which are around herbal and ancestral medicine. So I'm really passionate about rediscovering those plants and ingredients that our great grandmothers used and turning those into food and medicine and beauty and just discovering, you know, rediscovering those traditional ways to connect with our cultures. And I was able to travel around Asia and do that while we were there. That for me is freedom and flexibility. And I think the biggest test was that when we traveled home, when it was time earlier this year to come back to London, we decided to take three months off. We both took three months off from work. And obviously he wasn't paid because he had a corporate job, but I still had money coming in through my business. Now, to be honest, not as much as when I work in my business full time, but there was enough money coming in to pay for the website and my assistant and the podcast to keep everything running while I was away. So we took those three months and we traveled back overland from Hong Kong to London by train. So we went across Siberia in February. Now, this is not everybody's idea of a good time. And this is definitely not, you know, everybody's idea of freedom and flexibility. Might sound miserable to you. But for me, that was a huge, that's a huge part of what I'm doing this business for is to have that freedom and flexibility to travel. And just the second thing I'll mention quickly for me is that I love, I'm a bit of an introvert, kind of on right on the border. I always type out as ENFJ, but in Myers-Briggs, but I'm right on the border of introvert and extrovert. And I really like huge expanses of time where I don't have to speak to a single person. So I can just do my creative work. So I'm working on another book, I'm working on a new podcast series, and I want at least a full day, sometimes a couple days in a row where I don't have to talk to anyone, I don't have any meetings, I can just work on my creative projects. That for me is freedom and flexibility. So let's think about you now and what freedom and flexibility might look like in your life because it could be totally different than mine. I know a lot of my clients love to go out and interact with people and so that's why they don't want to be stuck in an office. They want to be going out to networking events, running retreats, going to conferences, doing collaborations with their friends. Like that's totally cool too. So this might look different for you. So it might have to do with travel. You might want to be location independent or a digital nomad, or you might say, you know, I just want to take a holiday a couple times a year, a vacation where I can still make a bit of money. Like I don't have to stop all my income just because I want to take time off. I imagine for a lot of people listening, the reason that you want freedom and flexibility is for your family. So maybe you have kids and you just want to work school hours or you want to take summers off. Maybe you have caring responsibilities for other family members. Maybe you just want to spend more time with your extended family and you just want to work, say, three days a week. That's totally cool. 
Maybe you have a sport or a creative passion that takes a lot of time and you want time to work on that. Maybe you want to be a speaker and be able to be paid. Maybe you want to have time to volunteer and work, do some charitable work. Maybe you want to run retreats. You know, there's no competition really about whose vision of freedom and flexibility is better. If you, if all you want is just to be able to go to the grocery store in the Tuesday afternoon so that there's fewer people there, like that's totally cool, right? So the thing is, the first step towards freedom and flexibility is that you need to own it, that you need to decide what does freedom and flexibility look like for you? And then you need to go after that and be clear about that and use that as some of the guideposts that help you make decisions in your business. So what I'd like you to do, you can pause the podcast or you can write this down to do it later, but it's just to start to paint a picture of what does freedom and flexibility look like for you? Because knowing what it is, is the first step to getting it. Okay, next up, I want to talk about three different beliefs that actually block your freedom and flexibility, because these are three things that I personally have believed and I've seen my clients struggling with these beliefs. So if they resonate with you, just pause the podcast and jot down that belief. And then you can work with that later on your own, however you like to work with limiting beliefs. So you might journal about it. You might do some sort of energy clearing. I really like to do EFT, the emotional freedom technique to help me clear those beliefs. You could work with a coach on it. We can talk about that again in the Facebook community, but just make a note if any of these beliefs really resonate with you. The first belief is once I'm making enough money, then I'll have freedom and flexibility. This is false. I used to think this was true. I used to think I needed to first be filled up with one-on-one clients and then, or, or, you know, even without that, maybe just make a certain level of income and then I could deserve to have freedom and flexibility in my business. And let me tell you, it doesn't work that way. You know, like I mentioned at the beginning, you often see people who their business takes off and becomes successful and they have less time than ever. So just having a certain amount of money or a certain number of clients doesn't give you freedom and flexibility. Freedom and flexibility is a choice that you design for, and you're going to make choices about what types of products and services to offer based on what freedom and flexibility means for you. Okay, belief number two. I'm going to use health coaching as an example, okay? So I need to earn a full-time income from health coaching or I'm not really a health coach. And you can substitute your profession in there. So I need to earn a full-time income from being a nutritionist, or I'm not really a nutritionist. I need to earn a full-time income from yoga, or I'm not really a yoga teacher. Okay, this is a false belief. Again, this is not true. Who decides if you're a health coach, or a yoga teacher, or a nutritionist? Who decides? Well, I imagine you've gotten your certification, right? And that is what declares that you are that person. So there's nobody following up with you beyond that and saying, well, let's see, you only have two clients or you only have a test client or you used to have a client, but now they've gone away and you've kind of gotten off track. So you're no longer a health coach, right? That doesn't exist. This is something you're inventing in your head. So I don't disagree with you that you feel a lot better when you're working with lots of clients, that it makes you feel more legitimate. But let me tell you the risk of having this belief. What I've seen over and over is that people have dreams about what they want to do. So you might want to write a book. You might want to create a signature program. You might want to start working online. You might want to be a public speaker. You might want to run a retreat. But if you feel like you're not yet that thing, then you're not letting yourself do the thing you really want to do. 
So for example, if you are a health coach and what you really want to do is create an online program, then you might be saying to yourself, well, before I can create my online program, first, I need to fill up with one-on-one health coaching clients. First, I need to make a full-time income from health coaching. Then I'll be a real health coach. Then I can create my program or then I can write my book. Then I can run my retreat. So what happens with this belief, which is completely in your head, no matter how real it feels, you are putting this restriction on yourself. You're making it harder for yourself to have freedom and flexibility because you're restricting what you can do to just this one thing to earn a free full-time income before you can do all this other stuff that you really want to do. So I just want to caution you about that. And this can be an area where it's really helpful to work with a coach or talk to a mastermind group, talk to some peers, because we can often believe we have to do things in a certain order. And that's just our belief. It's not actually the case. Okay. And the third belief I want to talk about is if I have to get a job, then I failed. This is false. Now I have had this belief. Oh man, I've really struggled with this one because leaving my corporate job was such a huge moment for me in my life. And it was so emotional. And I felt like I am never getting a job again. And so at one point, a couple of years into my business, I'd burnt through my savings account and I decided I chose to go get a six month marketing contract. So to do some marketing work a few days a week for a corporate. And I was so deeply embarrassed. Like I almost want to say humiliated. There were a lot of tears around the entire time that I made that decision to take on that marketing contract. And even once I had it, there were very few people that knew. I was so deeply embarrassed to tell people that I'd had to take on a job. Now, being on the other side of that, and I look back and I'm like, that is crazy. That is crazy that I made myself so tormented and upset about the fact that I was getting a marketing contract for six months. Now, if you were starting a tech company, for example, you'd go out and probably get investors to invest in your business. And what is so cool is that by taking on some other source of income, you can invest in your own business so that you can create a business with freedom and flexibility. Taking on a job is not forever. You have so many options, right? You could go back to a full-time corporate job. You could do a contract. You could do a part-time job. You could work part-time at Whole Foods in the natural health department. I know a lot of people that have done that, which can also bring you clients. You know, there's gazillions of ways that you can fund your business, but being able to take that pressure off your fledgling business, have to fully support you, opens you up so that you have the ability to make choices that bring you freedom and flexibility in the long run. I don't know about you, but I'm growing a business for life. What I'm creating is what I'm going to do, right? And so it's not something that needs to just be instantly successful within six months. So if you're in a you know a financial position where you desperately need money to come in, what are the other options beyond your current business that you could maybe more easily move into to take that financial pressure away? So I just want to give you permission that it is okay to have a job. Um, lots of people do have a job on the side and people don't talk about it enough. You know, it's totally okay. So don't feel bad about that. Now let's shift and start talking about how do we design our business for freedom and flexibility. 
As I'm sure you've realized by now, freedom and flexibility is totally unique to you. So I can't just give you like a 10-step formula to voila, having freedom and flexibility. But what we can do is give you some guideposts, some markers, so that you can start to build freedom and flexibility into your own business. So the first part is what we already talked about, which is being really clear on what freedom and flexibility looks like for you. The second part is knowing your strengths. There are a thousand ways to build a successful business, but you can't do them all. You have to choose. And so why not choose those things that really align with your strengths, that feel easy and fun and flowing? Imagine if business could feel easy and fun and flowing. I really struggled with that one too for quite a long time. So look at what your strengths are. You know, do you love to write or do you love to speak or do you like being on video or do you like working with people in person? You don't need that many strategies to make you successful, but those that align with your strengths are going to be a much more natural fit. So if you hate writing, don't study about how to be a blogger. You know, this doesn't make sense. You might go for video or podcasting or public speaking. If you hate public speaking, um, although I'd encourage a lot of you to try it, even if you it scares you a little bit because it's a, a great way to learn and connect with people, but you don't have to do it. You don't have to do public speaking. If you hate online stuff, you don't have to do online stuff. You can build a business in person. Again, this all comes back to what your vision for freedom and flexibility is and your unique strengths. The second guideline to think about kind of these it's almost like a lens to look at freedom and flexibility through, right? So when you're making a decision in your business, you can pick up these different lenses and say, does this fit for me? Does this fit for my vision of freedom and flexibility? Does this play with my strengths? The third one is, where do you really want to go, right? So maybe we touched on this a little bit before, but maybe you really dream of running retreats or being an author and a writer or being a public speaker but you feel like there's all these things you have to do first. So you want to have a public speaking career, but first you need to fill your in-person coaching practice. And then you need to write a book and then you can be a a well-known public speaker. Is that true? Is that really true? I'd really encourage you to think about what you want in the long term and then see, are there ways that you can start to go directly for that now rather than going for all the interim steps? And this is where talking again to a mentor or a peer support group or a mastermind can really help because often it's easier to get to that end result, you know, than what we thought it was. It's like I was reading Tony Robbins. I think it was Tony Robbins book about money a couple of years ago. And he talks about painting your picture of what you would want, like with the most money that your ideal lifestyle and then writing it down and then actually putting a dollar value to each one of those things. And for a lot of people, what you actually want costs a lot less than what you think it will. And it's the same with creating this business for freedom and flexibility. Go for what you really want. Maybe there's a way that you can get it a lot quicker than you were expecting. And the third lens to look at freedom and flexibility through is multiple income streams. What do you have for sale? I see a lot of people, so we'll use health coaches as an example, but you feel like, well, I need to just do this one-on-one health coaching in a three or a six-month package. And you put all this pressure onto yourself to sell that and be successful just doing that. But why? Is that true? This This is, again, completely crazy. It's a restriction you're putting on yourself. So it's better to take a look at multiple income streams because when you have different ways that people can work with you, 
then you're actually making your business more resilient. So when I took those three months off, I didn't do any one-on-one coaching, but I have other income streams that are still bringing money into my business. I have my book, I have my marketing bootcamp course, and I have affiliate fees for other programs that I recommend. And these things all bring in money even when I'm not actively working. Now, I used to listen to people talk about multiple income streams and I thought, well, that's nice, but how long is that going to take to set up? It is true. You know, the first day you put up an affiliate program, unless you have a huge audience, you're not going to get tons of money through it, but it doesn't matter. The point is you set it up and you start to build some income coming through these other options and over time they grow. So things that you could look at, obviously one-on-one coaching or group coaching, you could do both of those in person or online. You could write a book or an ebook. You could get sponsors. You could have affiliate products. I have a separate podcast episode just about affiliate products that you can listen to if you'd like to learn more about that. You could do speaking, you could run retreats, you could do consulting, you could have workshops or events, you could run advertising, you could do some sort of network or multi-level marketing. So for example, you might sell essential oils or a supplement. You could have a physical product that you sold. You could have digital products like workbooks and checklists. There are so many other ways that you can make money other than one-on-one coaching. Now, I do do some one-on-one coaching. I can't do that much of it because I just don't have enough time. And anyway, it's really tiring to work with people one-on-one, although it's really fun and satisfying also. But it, you know, it takes a lot of your energy to really work with that one person. And also one-on-one coaching is the most expensive thing I offer. So if you think about it, not everybody listening even needs one-on-one coaching. And even if they all did, I couldn't even offer that much. So why limit myself to only selling that one thing? It doesn't make any sense. So if you're just focusing on selling one thing right now, I would encourage you to start thinking about how can you broaden that? How could people work with you at a lower price point? So you might do a group program. How could people get your teachings without even having to work with you at all? Could you write it up in a book or an online program? Are there products and services that are complementary to what you do that you could sell and get a referral fee, like an affiliate program or network marketing? So just start expanding, you know, expanding your mind about what's possible and just know that you don't have to wait to start to bring in some of these other income streams. You can set them up now, you know, just pick one and move forward and start to set that up. When that one's set up, then you can move on and start setting up another one. As your audience grows, the income that comes in through these streams will grow as well. So now I'd like you to take action. What is one thing you can do this week to start to bring more freedom and flexibility into your business? Write it down, take action, and then come over and let's continue the conversation in the Wellpreneur community group on Facebook. I love talking about freedom and flexibility, and I'd love to hear what your vision is for freedom and some ways that you can start to bring that into your life now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. As always, our links to everything we talk about are in the show notes, which are over at wellpreneuronline.com. And like I said, I would love to continue this conversation with you about freedom and flexibility. Come join me in the Wellpreneur community group. And I'm really looking forward to sharing these awesomely inspiring interviews and episodes with you this season. I think this is going to be our strongest season yet. I am super excited about some of these podcast guests. 
and I can't wait to share it with you. So have a fantastic week and I will see you back here shortly with the next episode. Thank you.